Welcome to the Checkmates Go podcast. Join your favorite Checkpoint expert, Phone Boy, and his guests as they cover a range of cybersecurity topics to help you secure your everything. Be sure to subscribe and share, and don't forget to rate and review us. And now, here's Phone Boy. And welcome to Season 4, Episode 1. Mark Ostrowski is one of our evangelists here at Checkpoint. He's also the head of engineering for the eastern U.S. region and uh, in the office of CTO. He did a talk recently for the Checkmates community, and it was about uh, the state of malware over the last 18 months or so and uh, what we can do about it. So the first episode here of two will be on, well, the state of malware over the last 18 years. Enjoy. It's a little bit of a trip down memory lane. It's it's funny when when you create content like this, you know, you go backwards in time, and then and you realize everything that actually happened, and it and it, and it definitely accumulates to to a to a certain level that you maybe didn't expect. And and honestly, you know, when we look at the last few years, you know, we thought that each year would be oh, it can't get worse, or it can't there can't be more malicious activity, and it seems like that we're we're on a path where every year. You know our jobs right are getting harder and harder, and, and and the attacks are getting more and more sophisticated. Even look at just like you know we're going through right now with the Amazon Prime days. You know the the phishing attacks that are that are happening as we speak are vastly more sophisticated than they were last year during Amazon Prime days. And we can get into that if you guys have questions of what those things look like. But you know just throw out throw out a, a, just a stat that we're seeing forty percent more phishing attacks this year as compared to last year. Um, and even just over the last two weeks. So it's just, it, it's, 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 it's just crazy evolution. Let's just talk a little bit about, you know, the, the attack surface itself. This, this is just a good synopsis, you know, kind of leading in 2020 into 2021. And you look at some of these things, right. And look at some of the attacks and, and look at some of the, the vulnerabilities and, and platforms that were targeted. Um, you know, I, I think it's, you know, here, here we are sitting, you know, a few years, you know, uh, through the pandemic, um, you know, even going back to 2020 and, and, and the influx of the amount of attacks that were that were COVID-19 related. And then we've had, you know, things like, uh, you know, Zoom being a platform that that folks were looking looking to take compromise of and trying to hijack domains because of the algorithm of creating the, the, the meeting domains was something that got exposed, you know, all the way to SIGRED, something that from a checkpoint perspective that we identified. And then really the holy grail um, you know, solo winds and of, of December of 2020 that really started sort of this 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 surge and, and and also the recognition, right? The recognition that supply chain software attacks were something that are that was real and that that really was a sort of a fortune telling moment of what our future is going to look like. And and we'll get into that and, and even how attacks in 2021 are now maturing in 2022 relative to things like GitHub and, and things like that. So really you know, the, the, the attack surface got wide very, very, very quickly. I love using uh, Information Beautiful. That's, this is a website where I, I created uh, or, or, or pulled down a, an, um, a screenshot of ransomware attacks over the past, like you can see down from 2016 all the way into, into last year. And what's super interesting about that, right, is you, when you look at this, is, and it, it kind of makes the point that I, I started off with earlier, is where was ransomware in 2019? Right, I mean, relatively quiet, and then 2020, 2020, it just exploded, and then you can see in 2021, it continues, it continues to be, um, you know, obviously an issue, and it just goes to show, right, that you know, it's interesting going back to 2017 and seeing what happened back then, but you can see how it kind of 
it, it, it phased out, but then now it's phased up. And I would expect that 2022 will be just as busy as 2020 and 2021 when, when the, when the uh, history books are written. Um, so it, it's just interesting to looking at data this way. You can also put down really good information with number of, uh, you know, data loss uh, events uh, from information is beautiful. It's just a good way of, of looking at data in a different way, and, uh, and and seeing what what we're here, what we're facing, and 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 what the what the future will bring. Let's let's start the the, the trip down memory lane, and let's let's talk a little bit about 2021 and and put it in perspective of what we've already gone through and some some major events uh, that took place. It just again, it'll, it'll spark some some memories for us. Maybe yeah, positive, maybe negative, but. Nevertheless, right? Uh, we, you know, we'll we'll get some, you know, some uh, some some memories that will will pop up about this. So, again, I talked about you know it, you know the the solar winds attack um, as sort of being that window into supply software supply chain attacks, um, and you can see like in 2021 almost immediately uh, that continued to be a narrative that that was followed. Um, you can see the, the the percentages in 2021 were were outrageous, right? I mean, 650 percent increase in in, in software supply attacks. Um, what's interesting too is, and you look at this, like there's a, a decent percentage of of flaws that were known that were that are still being leveraged, and you'll actually see this throughout the presentation where a lot of the issues and a lot of the the the, the vulnerabilities that are out there are known and still getting compromised, right? And that's a major problem when you think about us as security. Uh, software security and, uh, and and you know um, you know a guild or, or 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 a family, what you want to call it, that we really you know one of the biggest things is is blocking the stuff that we know about, and and we we don't do a great job of that overall from a global perspective. And you can see sixteen percent, you know that's a big thing. I mean, it's over one in ten, right? So you know you wouldn't allow, allow you know over one in ten strangers into your house, right? If you knew they were, if you knew that those strangers were somebody who was going to cause you harm. And here we are still having that issue when it comes to cybersecurity, right? Caseo, obviously a major, major incident here. Um, you know, something that, you know, could have been a lot worse than what it was, uh, but certainly what was it was a major event. And again, it showed how trusting in your providers for both uh, software as well as for services and how, how, and how you know, malicious uh, attackers would, would leverage something like that and, and to be able to, to proliferate that through, through the customer base. Again, rang very true, similar to the SolarWinds attack as well, just like sort of a different, different way. Um, and obviously, you know, the response to that and, and the follow from that was very large from, from a monetary perspective. When I presented this uh, just earlier um, in the quarter, well, I guess now we're, we're here, we are in Q3, you know, uh, calendar year, but in late Q2, when I presented some of this content, I actually completely forgot about uh, the NPM uh, package being compromised, right? Another, another example of malicious code being entered into a library and then that library being used. And, and what you'll see too is, you know, that, that very often, you know, that crypto in mining and it becomes a, a, a major theme not only for payment, but also a way to interject code um, and, and, and that, that code that gets inter interjected into, into there from a malware perspective does things relative to crypto. It's, it's, a, it's a thing that I think we can predict that will continue to be an issue. Of course, with all the, the, the varying uh, economic uh, impacts to crypto, you know, will that change? Will it become less prominent? Um, uh, probably not, but it'd be interesting to kind of, to kind of watch that. What's also interesting too is that here we are talking about 2021, 
But in 2022, you know, even as as lately as in May and even going into June, there's still issues with NPM package compromises. So this is one that is happened in 2021 when we when 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 we talked about sort of some of the some of these injection of a malicious code, but it continues to happen, right? So this is not something that certainly isn't going away. And then how can we forget about Log4j, right? I mean, Log4j com- coming from the same attacker from SolarWinds, um, again. What a what a what a what a critical flaw and and a, an amazing widely used um, you know you know software package um, just you know and if I if I remember correctly this is all happening like around like Thanksgiving uh, the U.S. the the holiday here in in the U.S. Um, in 2021 and again that's another theme that that we have to sort of think about right that these attackers are being very calculated on when some of these things are getting. You know, get, you know, getting uh, you know, either uh, exploited from a vulnerability perspective, um, you know, happening at the end of the year, happening around a holiday, you know, solo wins happening in December toward, you know, typically on a Friday or a Thursday, going into a weekend. I mean, these these are some of the things that that continue to be a trend that we we're sort of watching. Certainly, we won't forget about Log4j, and in fact, you know, we'll talk, you know, as, as we kind of talk about Log4j and from a checkpoint perspective, you know, how we monitor it, you can see the number of attempts were just outrageous. Um, but I'll focus in on even the update that I put in this morning, that here we are sitting in June of 2022, and Log4j is still impacting 43% of folks you know, leveraging the package, and still the most commonly exploited, since they're as number one, according to our research, as the most exploited vulnerability out there. So you know, we're talking about 2021, we're sitting now halfway through 2022, and we know how to fix this issue. Uh, and again, it's still it's still uh, impacting a very large percent uh, of users. And on top of that, right, it's again, it's 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 most commonly being used and exploited. So it's just uh, again, how, you know, obviously none of us are, are going to forget about this. And, and, and it was a major event that took place uh, in 2021. I think what we can agree as we kind of wrap up uh, last year's events and then kind of kind of look in, you know, into 2022 is is that. The landscape from a threat perspective was extremely dangerous, right? It continued trends uh, that we that we saw from 2020 into 2021. Um, you know, certainly, you know, things like nation state organized groups, whether it was from ransomware to software vulnerabilities, interjecting code into into shared libraries or commonly used packages. This con- it continued to be a trend, right? And this this is another. Kind of screenshot further into 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 twenty twenty one and 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 again a lot of these things you know you'll you'll see and remember uh, you know the, the number of attacks the number of zero days uh, just continues to increase and you know I think we all sat you know sometime in in, in twenty twenty one thinking that twenty twenty two was twenty twenty was the worst from attack perspective and then clearly clearly like I mentioned you know it continues to to, to be exponentially increased and. Listen, we're only halfway through 2022, and it's already been an interesting six months, um, certainly, and and we'll get into that. It's also interesting, too, is when you look at things like TrickBot and Emotet, and and I threw in this this parentheses comment here this morning uh, as I was prepping to to, to talk with you all. (laughs) Emotet, here it is, right? You know, the number one malware in 2020 with a huge percentage of global impact, taken down, coming back, right? Ranked number seven, and then number two in December of of, of that of that year, but that can and then, and then you look at twenty twenty one, ranked number four, 
But yet here we are sitting now, you know, in, in July of 2022 and it's still and now is the most prevalent malware again. So, you know, it just goes to show, right, that, that you know, we constantly have to be on our toes. You know, you, just when we think that, you know, there's a takedown and a comeback and, you know, again, this, this, this is it's just it's a reminder, right, the, of, of how vigilant we have to be from a cyber perspective and, and how we can't forget about things of the past. We have to learn from them, adapt and continue to keep an eye out and see and, and see how we can prevent and, and see how we can mitigate a lot of these things. Um, so, again, it's just a, what a you know what a huge impact here, right? Even you know in, in a Q1, you know, impacting you know again ten percent of organizations worldwide, like one in ten, right? It's 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 a, it's a big percentage. The other thing too, you know, I think this is certain certainly more of a phenomenon of, of recent years, and I think it's it'd be a miss for us not to kind of acknowledge it and talk about it. Is is the threat actors targeting mobile, right? And, and this is something that. At Checkpoint, we've been talking about as a major issue for, for many, many years. Um, and I think for obvious reasons, it's becoming even more and more targeted. If you, even if you look at, you know, the phishing and vishing campaigns and, you know, the smishing campaigns, every device is is open season from threat actors from a target perspective. And, you know, I, I, I think, you know, leveraging, you know, mobile devices is, is going to continue to be a trend, right? I mean, I'm speaking the obvious here, but I mean, the, 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 the less and less that we use, uh, you know, notebooks and, and, and other, you know, tablets and so forth, you know, the, 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 the mobile devices are going to continue to be more and more targeted. And, you know, mobile devices are, are a great platform to target as well, just because there, there are things, us as users and consumers, that we, we sort of, we automatically take you know, a little bit of less vigor from uh, from an inspection perspective, because we expect things like URLs to be shortened, and we expect that you know SMS messages to have tiny URLs, and you know we we kind of expect that we're gonna we're gonna scan QR codes when we go sit down at a restaurant or we want to seek information. Um, I mean, listen, we're we're bombarded with QR codes, right? They're on TV uh, constantly to to get the latest updates and and, and various things, right? So. You know, it, it makes it makes a lot of sense, right? That that the the threat actors are, are targeting this. You can see some of these percentages. Um, you know, downloading mobile applications that are malicious. You can see that we've identified flaws within within hardware itself. Social media, just in general, is becoming a major uh, you know distribution point for malware. But even obviously, you know, personally myself, you know, any social media that I do. Is based off my phone. I mean, I rarely are doing any updates or doing any anything uh, tied to, to to a non-mobile device. So, you know, in 2021, you can see some of the malicious mobile malware and the percentages, but you can also see that Flubot was taken down. But now, again, I updated it from June uh, of this year. You know, Alienbot and then and a couple of these other ones here are now the top three as of June of 2022. So you can see Alienbot sort of made the rise uh, to number one. Um, you know, an Android uh, based attack specifically around advertising and so forth. But again, you can go visit our checkpoint blog. We just dropped, you know, our report with um, with uh, ransomware and as well as mobile malware. And you can kind of dive into this specifically and if, if you're interested. And again, you know, the the, the rant from just, you know, kind of thinking again, wrapping up 2021 and looking at this, thinking about ransomware in general and the evolving tactics that we saw in 2021, right? Classic, you know, we've encrypted, you know, you get you get to give us some money. Um, to you know, hey, if you don't pay, we're gonna we're gonna not only encrypt your stuff, but before we encrypt it, we're gonna we're gonna grab some data and throw it out there and put it on a website for people to see. And then, oh, well, by the way, we're gonna do that. And then on top of that, we're also gonna we're gonna tell 
you know, that we stole data from vendors that, that you have relationship with. Right. So, you know, the, the attack that the, the tactics here continue to, you know, to, to increase and in, in the specific, not only the sophistication of the attacks, um, but also the way that they're trying to do that exploitation, you know, monetarily uh, was something that was super interesting, you know, kind of as we wrapped up last year. Ending here and we'll go into 2022. And what the point of this was in 2021 is just to kind of call out that, you know, we're all vulnerable, right? Every industry, every vertical is targeted. Who would have thought that healthcare would be in the top three targeted organizations in 2021, and given the given the sense of the global impact of, of the pandemic? But here, here it was, right? And again, you know, from an opportunistic perspective, it, it you know, unfortunately, it makes sense, right? That that healthcare and and hospitals were were high priority, continue to be high priority, in just in general, um, you know, and and a lot of the 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 systems and a lot of the applications rely on things that have approvals from things like the mm-hmm. FDA, like in the United States, and so forth. So they sometimes can run older versions and older libraries, which become more vulnerable. And without the, without the proper uh, preventions in place, they become a, a, a target. Um, so really, everybody is vulnerable here. That's the point of this slide. Um, you know, all the way down to hardware vendors. We talked about targeting hardware vendors, uh, both on on the from the, the chips themselves as well as from an organization. So really, you know, our our, our vigilance and and our ability to prevent some of these very sophisticated. In, in what we call Generation Five attacks, is uh, is is you know affects all of us, right? And we and we have to, as a community, right? As a, not only as a checkmates community, but as a cybersecurity community, the collaboration, um, the acknowledgement, um, the sharing of information in terms of how we're being successful thwarting these attacks is 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 more important uh, now than ever. Let's talk about the first six months of the year, and it's been an interesting one thus far. So we look at, you know, the, I guess you know, the first thing is it would be a miss for us to not talk about the cyber attack trend in terms of the conflict with Ukraine and, and, and Russia. Um, you know, that was and continues to be an area where you had this, this blend of uh, traditional warfare with cyber based warfare, um, where really it came, became front and center for us from a global perspective, right? Uh, not that this type of stuff didn't happen prior, but you know, at least in, in in my lifetime, this was like really the first time where there was this culmination of this this cyber threat. And you can see, you know, looking at at, at the this is a particular chart here is around malicious emails, but you can see that very dramatic increase um, just within the first few days of you know of the conflict. Um, you can see the number of attacks tied tied to the specific uh, regions and organizations and how they increased. So again, you saw this 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 this, this cyber attack trend in terms of, of of warfare really coming into play, right? So it'd be a miss not to talk about you know that as really again happening you know or, you know early early in the year as being something that is, was something that you know obviously from a twenty twenty two perspective and malware you know w- was a major major contributor. Then we had Spring for Shell, right? So we had a quick uh, Java follow-up uh, from Log4j. Um, same thing, right? And, and again, these numbers are, are again, very, very, very large, right? Um, just in the, and again, we, you look at this first bullet point, right? That, you know, uh, almost 40,000 attempts uh, in the first weekend. And again, this was another uh, attempt from, from an exploitation perspective that targeted, again, going into a weekend and going into when maybe there's less eyes on it. Um, and things of that nature, right? So, and again, these are big. These are big numbers too, in terms of uh, percentages. In our, in our friends over uh, or in in Europe, right? Um, the most impacted region, you know, 20 percent 
What I will highlight here, both with Log4J and Spring for Shell, and you know, there are technologies, you know, and of course, I'll highlight ourselves from a checkpoint perspective that block things like Log4J and Spring for Shell before they were even Spring for Shell and Log4J. And, and how do we do that? And we, you know, certainly we can follow up with that. But you know, our, our our application security, we're able to block these things from from zero day, right? So, you know, there are tools in place. You know, we have to kind of rethink a little bit on how we deploy our security uh, tools and, and and where we put them and, and how we use them. Um, but we can we can provide much better protection than we are today. Again, that goal, you know, my opening comment of you know you know was it was it sixteen percent of people still being affected by you know log for J as we see here today is still it's a well actually actually it was over forty percent I think sixteen percent of, of people being affected in general. Um, you know, again, would you would you would you let you know one in every ten people into your house if you, if you knew you know they weren't friendly, right? And, and obviously, the answer is no. And you know, we got to look at that way when we think of cyber as well. What's funny was is when I pulled a lot of these thoughts together, crypto value was uh, twice as much as it was as it is as it sits today, or at least this morning before market open. Well, I guess you know the market doesn't have to be open for for crypto, but just in general, the values. So it'd be interesting to see how this shifts. Crypto, you know, and 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 targeting crypto is a huge thing, you know, going into closing out the year and going into this year. Um, and I think it's an area where 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 you know it can it will continue to be a target just because of the the immense uh, monetary gain that folks can have either targeting wallets or or targeting specific platforms. In fact, there's a blog post that we just released, I think, yesterday on Unisoft where there was a phishing campaign uh, targeted. Uh, for users of a decentralized tool, and that, and, and again, you know, Bitcoin uh, and, and value was stolen. So I think, you know, again, again, just to highlight that, you know, attackers in general. I'm speaking the obvious here, but just to kind of reiterate it, you know, malicious actors and threat actors will target the largest surface area possible to get the most monetary gain. That's the biggest benefit. Of course, there's others too about disruption and, and other things of that nature. Um, so, you know, crypto and, 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 and what have you, decentralized finance and all these different things and smart contracts are things that are being targeted because they can get good monetary return. And we, we got to keep an eye out for that. So again, we're talking about 2022, right? The Conti Group. What we learned from the release of of some of the information from the, the from the Conti ransomware group was was I, I still think is extremely fascinating. In fact, I just talked about it, uh, you know, with a media outlet uh, this week. You know, where you know, think about a you know individuals working for an organization where they don't necessarily even know that it's a malicious organization uh, that's responsible for ransomware. Thinking about HR departments being associated to, to ransomware groups, thinking about spot bonuses for good work, right? You know, coders, you know, you know, getting, uh, you know, bonuses and things of that nature. Just, it's very, super fascinating, uh, maybe not in a great way, but fascinating nevertheless on how organized uh, these groups are right, and I think it leads to the success of these groups. And again, it just makes our jobs as security professionals, you know, harder and harder uh, to be able to provide the security that you know that we need to, uh, you know, for for ourselves, you know, personally as consumers and as as as, as citizens of any of, of any of the countries that that we're all dialing in from today, but also you know as stewards for the the companies that we represent from from a from professional perspective, right? And and, and prevention first. Has to be the strategy. I mean, there's no question. Uh, prevention first, and 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 that's you know again that's the plight of checkpoint is to is to provide the best prevention you know uh, across the board. But let, let's just look at the, the a, a few things that I pulled from you know CISA, FBI, and NSA 
you know, uh, here on, on, in the States, right? And, and I'm not going to read these. And again, all these slides are going to be available as a PDF format. So, you know, you can, you can, you can grab this data and use it in, in any way as you wish. And so I, I won't read through these, but what I will call out as maybe you're reading these as I'm going through this, that, you know, the, the warnings that, you know, the first half of this year uh, from these organizations are tied to critical, critical infrastructure, no surprise, uh, food and ag- agriculture, which obviously is extremely important. Um, and then we talk about things like email compromise. I mean, phishing still being the biggest problem that's out there, um, you know, and then also a uh, warning about MSP and their clients. So again, a, a direct derivative of like the Kaseya attack, right? And, and MSP being targeted. And then I, and I pulled this out actually about a week ago, I was reading uh, the CISA website and I pulled out this, this alert here. Um, and it's a really, you know, it's it's a really great alert that came, that that was originally released in May of this year um, from C, from CISA talking about weak security controls and, and best practices essentially. And it's a great read. I, I highly recommend it. Some of it seems rather obvious, but when you read through this alert that came from CISA, it really it really highlights uh, and recognizes really everything that we just kind of walked through in the last couple of years, right? That every one of those attacks started with a recommendation. Um, that CISA made in a very nice alert document um, that talks about how you can prevent things, you know, even siblings like multi-factor, but going all the way through other identity things and uh, of that nature. So I highly recommend it. If you haven't taken a peek at that, definitely, definitely do so. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Checkmates Go. Subscribe in your favorite podcast app, leave us a rating and review, and share with your colleagues on social media. And we'll see you next time.